Hey folks, this is Glenn Mann, and you're listening to a new episode of the Man from New York podcast. So this past week, we saw a commemoration of the 10th anniversary of an event, an incident, known as the Miracle on the Hudson. It was a decade ago that an airplane leaving New York's LaGuardia Airport was struck by Canadian geese, one of his engines taken out. And, well, first of all, uh, Canadian geese appear to be really bad people, but getting back to the story. So this plane had his engine taken out, and this plane was losing power, was going to crash, and the pilot did something remarkable. He landed the plane safely on the Hudson River. Now, I don't know much about aviation, but I'm pretty sure landing a jet plane on a river is not an easy thing to do. But he did it. Captain Chelsea Sullenberger, nicknamed affectionately Sully, became a national hero. As There were only minor injuries, but all 140-something passengers were alive and safe. And really a remarkable moment. And in fact, it was so remarkable that they made a movie about it with... Tom Hanks playing Sully. And of course, you know you've done really good in life if Tom Hanks is playing you in a movie. I mean, even though I'm a couple of decades younger than Tom Hanks and I'm also black, I hope that Tom Hanks once, you know, will play me one day in a movie. Um, but the remarkable thing about this event was people say, wow, it's like something out of a movie. And often, you know, things take place in this city where you're like, this is like something out of a TV show or a film that I saw. And like a couple weeks ago, there was that Transformer explosion in Queens where it turned the sky blue. And people for a second thought it was aliens. And people seemed to be really disappointed that it wasn't aliens. And to be honest, if you were alien and let's say you were scanning Earth and all the things that's happening, political upheaval in the United States, United Kingdom... Climate change, war-torn places, refugees. Would you really visit Earth? There's got to be a lot more relaxing places throughout the universe and other parts of even this galaxy. Like I'm sure Venus is a little bit more relaxing than Earth at this moment. But that was like something out of a movie. It looked like something out of Independence Day or one of the Marvel movies. And New York is sort of inspiring uh, in that way. And they look at our landmarks, and our streets. They seem to be made for motion pictures. Uh, the Empire State Building, uh, construction on that started right at the beginning of the Great Depression. It was around 1931, I think it was completed. But in 1933, King Kong is released. That famous giant ape climbing that building and forever linking uh, sort of these sort of two things, the Empire State Building and this fictional uh, character, King Kong, and it's hard to even walk by that building without thinking about uh, that movie. And it really caused a stir. And, you know, I, as I've said before in this podcast, I'm a tour guide, and whenever I'm going on, doing a tour, conducting one, and I bring a group of people past a old firehouse, doesn't matter what street it is, people automatically say, is that the firehouse from Ghostbusters? And I'm like, no, that's not the firehouse from Ghostbusters. That's just a old firehouse or just a regular firehouse. 
But when people think of firehouses in New York, they think of Ghostbusters, which apparently there will be a new Ghostbusters coming out in 2020, which is going to be like a direct sequel to the original Ghostbusters, not a reboot like the one that came out a couple years ago, which we won't talk about. But hey, Ghostbusters are back. Once again, another sort of sort of image that you get. Like whenever I'm on Central Park West, which part of Ghostbusters was filmed, I think of Ghostbusters. So there are just certain uh, things that are linked for people who either, even people who live here, but people who've never been here and they're coming for the first time. They want to go to the places that they've seen in TV shows, what they've seen in movies. So I think, you know, New York, it really is like a movie in its own right. Now, this weekend is a holiday weekend. Uh, Monday is the federal holiday commemorating the birthday of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., uh, the preeminent civil rights activist of the 20th century, a man who brought uh, great moral clarity to one of the great sort of injustices in society, and a man who still voice is just as powerful today as it was some 50 years ago. Now, Dr. King was tragically assassinated in 1968 in Memphis. But a decade before his assassination, he had a close encounter with death here in New York City. It was in Harlem. He was at a book signing promoting a book that he had wrote. There's a department store in Harlem, 125th Street, where a deranged, disturbed young woman stabbed him in the chest with a letter opener. And it was a very close call. A very intricate, delicate surgery had to be performed to save Dr. King's life. And that took place at Harlem Hospital, located on 135th Street and Lenox Avenue or Malcolm X Boulevard. So a decade before he was tragically assassinated, he, he was almost killed in Harlem. And going back to, I was talking about movies and like things that happen. Well, whenever I'm in Harlem, whenever I go by Harlem Hospital, there's a movie that comes to mind. And that movie is called Hell Up in Harlem. Hell Up in Harlem belongs to the genre of motion pictures known as black exploitation. That very popular series of films really focused on black urban culture, which really had uh, developed a devoted fan base, which still exists today. And Hell Up in Harlem was a, actually a sequel to a movie called Black Caesar. Black Caesar and Hell Up in Harlem stars Fred Williamson, who was a NFL star who made the transition to film. And a really dynamic, charismatic guy. And the very opening scenes of Hell Up in Harlem, hope I'm not spoiling it for you, take place in Harlem Hospital, uh, where someone's life is being saved. And so whenever, I, like I say, whenever I'm in Harlem and I walk by the hospital, I think of that movie Hell Up in Harlem. Now, for those who maybe not be that acquainted with the black exploitation genre, uh, got a chance to see Fred Williamson later on, a different generation got to see him in the early 90s as he appeared in a small role in the vampire film From Dusk Till Dawn, uh, directed by Robert Rodriguez, co-written and also co-starring Quentin Tarantino. Now, 
A year later, Quentin Tarantino would direct and write another movie starring another legend of black exploitation, Pam Greer. Pam Greer, of course, who came to fame in movies like Foxy Brown and Coffee. Uh, just a beautiful, stunning woman and such an amazing presence on the screen. And sometimes I think there should be just a Pam Greer streaming network. There's all Pam Greer movies all the time. And Jackie Brown was a critically acclaimed movie. Uh, some people consider it one of Tarantino's best films, at least his most adult film. Uh, amazing soundtrack, of course. Performances by Sam Jackson, Robert De Niro. And Jackie Brown is actually an adaptation of a novel called Rum Punch, written by Elmore Leonard. Really one of the great writers, I think, ever. He passed away a few years ago. But Elmore Leonard has a way of creating these just characters that you really just want to spend time with, even though they may be crooks and criminals who have these sort of amazing insights in the language. And you see that reflected in the movie, the way Tarantino adapts the movie. And in fact, uh, you could say that a lot of Tarantino's dialogue in all his movies has an Elmore Leonard quality to it. This is one of the reasons why he probably adapted the book, because I believe he is a fan. And in fact, one summer I spent like that whole summer just reading as much Elmore Leonard as possible. Because it's just really sort of good stuff. If you haven't read it, any of his stuff, uh, go read it. You can read Rum Punch or Out of Sight, which was also adapted into a movie uh, by Steven Soderbergh. And that, uh, of course, uh, starred George Clooney, Jennifer Lopez. And Michael Keaton appears in that. He actually appears also in Jackie Brown, playing the same character. So that's just, you know, a suggestion for you if you're at the bookstore or you're on Amazon or if you got one of those apps from your library where you can actually borrow books digitally, which is one of the coolest things ever, uh, I think, to happen. Now, as I was, I think I started this talking about how New York is sort of like a movie. And I was thinking about you know, I was mentioning Tarantino. Uh, Tarantino has a new film coming out this summer called Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And it's about the events and sort of the atmosphere around Los Angeles and California during the Manson murders, which was 50 years ago coming up this summer. And of course, this is the anniversary of the Summer of Love of Woodstock. Uh, some people say the Summer of Love died uh, this, that year because of the Manson murders. And like I say, it was really one of the most sensationalized crimes in the country. And of course, New York has its own share of sensational crimes uh, from Son of Sam, of course, who terrorized uh, many New Yorkers to, of course, the, the tragic killing of Kitty Genovese. But Probably the first so sensational major crime that took place here in New York, really, was in the year 1799. A young woman named Elma Sands was found in a well, a well that took water from a spring, from a place which we now call Spring Street in Soho. Uh, she uh, was found dead. A young man, uh, Ezra Weeks was his name, uh, was arrested for this crime. Uh, his brother actually was a very wealthy guy. His brother got him the best lawyers 
And two of those lawyers happen to be some names you may have heard of. Alexander Hamilton and Aaron Burr. Yes, those rivals who, of course, their relationship would take a very tragic end in the year 1804 when Hamilton would die. Uh, well, he was shot in a duel with Aaron Burr. He would die later from those wounds. But these two men who were key part of the American Revolution, the key parts of young America developing into the nation that it is, worked as defense lawyers. And this man, Ezra Weeks, was acquitted of this crime. And I believe there's a reference to it in Hamilton, the musical, but there's not much fiction about it. And to me, this is a story that is begging for a movie. So someone, if any producers out there are listening, go make that movie about Hamilton and Burr defending a murder suspect. If you want someone to write it, um, I might be available. Or maybe I could just produce. Maybe I can just sit on the side in a chair, drink some coffee, you know, do that type of thing. Anyway, on that note, I'm going to wrap it up. Uh, follow me on social media. I'm on Instagram with the handle at Glenn Price Man. Glenn with two N's, man with two N's. Uh, also Twitter with that. Also, uh, if you want to email me, if you have any questions or comments, good comments. I don't want to hear any bad comments. I'm very sensitive. But if you have any comments, reach out to me with the email podcast at manglenn. And of course, that's man with two ends, glenn with two ends. But the email is podcast at manglenn. So once again, thank you for listening. Be safe and you'll be hearing from me later.